Well, it worked. We actually got our countdown. Welcome back to Howard <laughs> versus Cunningham, a UFC tradition. Andrew, welcome back, man. I know we had some problems problems with UFC 261. We kind of had to change some things around. We got some stuff posted out there at the last minute. But welcome back to Fight Night, man. I can't Thank you. tell you. There was three or four people sent me dirty grams because we didn't get our normal predictions out there. <laughs> Welcome back, brother. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. So, uh, just for go ahead. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thank you. Just for everybody's reference, and you know, our friend, our number one fan, Cheesecake, and the Molina boys down in Miami. We will normally be here on Friday night at eight. <laughs> uh, we uh, we've kind of moved things around and. You know, it, it's a it's a it's a work in progress. But Andrew, River City Media is really taking off, buddy, and we're hitting more and more markets. And we need some likes and follows. We have let me plug it real fast. YouTube channel, River City Media. Uh, of course, you're watching on Facebook now, probably. Uh, Facebook, River City Media, and Twitter, River City Media Three. Please give us a follow. Give us a like. It's real important for us and our future as it looks like River City is going to be around a little while. But, Andrew, let's get into the night's topic. We've missed a lot since our last conversation. We've got more news than I've seen in a long time. Let's hit that news segment real fast. What are you going to lead us with, that Usman news? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So let's just recap 261 real quick, if that's cool, some of the big spots. Uh, Absolutely. Kamara Usman with a spectacular second-round knockout of Jorge Masvidal, which was shocking uh, to a lot of folks because most people figured that would go to decision, um, you know, that Kamara would try to implement his wrestling game. But uh, people don't realize how much power he's got, and he put Masvidal to sleep, which nobody does that. Uh, Consequently, he has moved up to the number one pound-for-pound rankings on the UFC rankings of all the fighters. And I think it's well-deserved after what he's he's done the past few years. Um, critics go after him all the time, but every time, you know, he shuts them up in each fight. So, you know, props to him. I love Masvidal, but, you know, Usman's the man. He came, he, he came ready to play, man, and a spectacular knockout. Unreal. Well, one question, number one, pound per pound. I don't have any dispute on it. But how about our lot heavyweight champion after his big win over the middleweight champion? Do you think that moves him towards the top of that pound per pound rating in your mind? Yeah, he does deserve some more love, but uh, I I think uh, you know maybe a few more wins here uh, defending his title, you know, will really cement him. But Usman has just really skyrocketed, and I think it's it's well deserved. You know, uh, him being number one, he is spectacular, and. Uh, who's next? Uh, personally, I'd like to see the rematch with Colby Covington because I had that fight tied two rounds apiece going into the fifth round before Usman got the TKO. Uh, that was a great fight. Colby challenged him, uh, and I think he could give him a good fight again. I'm not saying Colby would win, but um, you know, I think he'd really challenge Usman really well. There's also the idea of the winner of the Leon Edwards-Nate Diaz fight which will now be next month. It was supposed to be tomorrow night, and that had to be rescheduled due to an undisclosed uh, minor injury to Diaz. Um, but the money fight would be Nate Diaz if he wins that. Uh, 
Usman's managers openly said that he would love the Nate Diaz fight. So that's intriguing as well. It, to, to me, it's intriguing, but does not does Nate not only need to win, but put on a decent show yeah. uh, in, in the win to, to earn that fight? Yeah. And I, I think that fight's more about a, a big name fight. You know, uh, Nate Diaz draws money, draws crowds, but Colby really gave Usman a great fight in that first one. That was a great fight. And plus, with all the trash talk and animosity between those two, that's going to sell. So I, I say do the rematch. But we'll see how the Leon Edwards-Diaz fight plays out and what's going on with Colby. So that'll work itself out at some point. So we'll see. Okay. Not not a lot of not a lot of disagreement there. I did yeah. think uh, back at 260, Yon's uh, uh, win over Izzy was quite impressive, and and it's it's left it's a left the taste in my mouth that are, we've got a pretty good light heavyweight champion. Yeah, for sure, man. He's he's awesome, dude. He's great. You know, there's there's no doubt, and I'm looking forward to seeing his next fight. Uh, also on the 261, I guess I'll go ahead and segment onto uh, you know Thug Rose with an, an impressive KO victory as well in the first round against uh, Zhang Weili. That was an amazing uh, high kick knockout that I don't think a lot of people predicted that either. And it's pretty cool because, you know, Thug Rose won the title a few years ago over Joanna uh, Young-Jaychus in uh, 2017. She lost it to Jessica Andrade. She made the comeback, got the title back, and uh, it was fantastic. The crowd just exploded. You had football players in the crowd giving her props. Uh, it, it was awesome, and I think she is a star. If the UFC doesn't realize that, they're crazy, but I think they do. And uh, props to her, man. She She's really cool. The the amount of people that's won a title back can probably be named on – I might go past one hand, but it's not very deep. Yeah, it's not much. It's crazy how momentum is such a big thing in MMA. And uh, once you start to hit a skid, as I'm going to get into that a little bit later with one of our fighters, it's, sometimes it's tough to rebound. Uh, and she rebounded in spectacular fashion. So uh, props to her, man. And that was a phenomenal kick. I mean, you had fighters going backstage uh, congratulating her. Nick Diaz was in the crowd. He even went back and gave her a hug. Her and Kamara Usman uh, share uh, similar coaches, uh, and so they were hugging each other after the fight. It was pretty awesome. It was a good moment for UFC. Yeah. The whole, the whole night was really awesome and crazy knockout. Every fight ended in a finish, which the only sore spot was Chris Weidman with a horrific leg injury. Um, he slings a kick to Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall checks it. And, I mean, right then he tries to put weight on his leg, and you, you could see his foot bend, and it was grotesque, to say the least. I mean, the crowd was shocked. They were panning the camera away from him because – it was it was tough to watch because you you wondered I mean he was already kind of later in his you know career so you, you wonder if he's going to be able to bounce back or not that, that was tough to see it was really tough that to see. is a that was an Alex Smith Joe Theismann type injury there for the folks that didn't see it it's yeah that's a, use a comparison that's a great comparison yeah I mean yeah that Joe Theismann leg break that still bothers me to this day I can't watch that. Uh, so that was tough to watch. They carry him off in the stretcher. Uh, I'll follow him on social media and he seems like he's doing well after the surgery and everything. But, uh, as far as him bouncing back as a fighter, I don't know, man, time will tell on that. So we'll see. Uh, also 261, you had, uh, 
bullet Shevchenko dominant again. Nobody's surprised on that. They thought maybe Jessica Andrade with her wrestling and her takedowns could be able to give her a fight, but Valentina took what Andrade does well and used it against her. She took her down at will, got her in the crucifix and just landed those elbows and stopped the fight. It was a dominant performance. Absolutely dominant. It wasn't for my boy Joe Rogan trying not to sell this as a fight, that it wasn't a fight, but um, I really thought they built that fight well, and then within a minute and a half of the fight, you were like, ah, what? Yeah. Everything they said was not pointless because she can out Andrage Andrage. So, yeah. Yeah. Bullet, again, proves that she's dominant, and outside of Nunez, I mean, that, that women's division, that women's, it's it's really, it's Nunez and it's Bullet, and then it's like everybody else, you know? Exactly. You're, you're right, man. They are top tier. And everybody else is is way behind them trying to catch up. And, uh, you know, and I don't get bored watching it, though. I I, I like watching greatness. And her and Nunez are fun to watch, even though it's so lopsided. I mean, to think that in the Jennifer Maya fight a few months ago, Maya won one round, lost the fight four rounds to one. And people were so shocked and surprised talking about how well Maya did, which she did. But but she still lost four rounds to one. And that speaks to Shevchenko's dominance, you know. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. And the fact and, that – go ahead. And there's a Holly Holm out there somewhere. There's yeah. a Holly Holm going to come into one of them's life. Sure. At some yeah. point. You um, can't stay on top forever. And that's yeah. Right. Yeah. But the fact that she she's well-known as a striker and a knockout artist, but the fact that she can just – out wrestle these girls out, you know, out submit them. I mean, she's, she's amazing. She has no weakness. You were talking about that a second ago and her post fight interview. She said, these girls game plan for me and try to see what kind of weakness I have. And she said, don't waste your time. There's none there, which I realize that's cocky, but it's true. You know, I mean, she, they, they try to expose something on her and she just uses it against them. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was 261, kind of in a nutshell. Uh, other stuff in the news, you know, Francis Ngannou, of course, is our new heavyweight champion. Uh, everybody wants to see that uh, the, that big fight between him and John Jones. That would be the super fight of the year. I don't know if you can think of anything that's going to be bigger than that. Um, that's kind of in limbo right now. We're looking at probably money disputes. I think more on John Jones' end. He wants to get paid. I don't blame him. If I got in the cage with Ngannou, I'd want to get paid because that guy's a monster. But whatever he's wanting might be unrealistic. And the heavyweight division stacked, and there's Derek Lewis hanging out there that was kind of undercutting Jones, saying that he would do it for cheaper. So I don't know if people want to see that rematch near as much as the John Jones fight, but but it's out there. What do you think of the things I've read in the last few days? Uh you get Lewis versus Ngannou and maybe John Jones versus Stipe. Uh, what would you think of that as a, a card in conception? And then then you get the rematch if Stipe and Ngannou wins. Uh, but I think John Jones, Stipe, I think that's kind of a – I think folks would be interested in that. I'd love it. I'd pay to see that. I would. Um, I think it'd be great. Both fights would be amazing. It goes back to John, though. You know, when he's moving up to heavyweight, I think he's looking strictly at a title fight. I think it'd be a good idea. I think it'd be cool. You know, Stipe's the man. If um, if he lost, that might be a retirement fight. 
But um, I, I don't know if I see that happening. But I agree. I would love to see that. I'd pay for that pay-per-view for sure. Um, but he's bulking up, and I think he's looking right at the title. And it's just going to come down to money if they can work this out, you know, if, uh, the, if the dollar signs come up. But you know the pay-per-view will sell. It's just going to be if it's a realistic offer or not, you know, for, for the payday. So the size of John Jones as a heavyweight completely filled out. Now, a lot of people don't know John Jones's brother is an NFL linebacker. Right. Uh, and it looks like John Jones is carrying somewhere in the 250 range, and it doesn't look unnatural. It looks more like a filled out grown man. Right. So, do you think that size is, I mean, he, you think he's got to enter the ring at 250 to compete with Francis? Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to see him in there at 225 at the minimum. Right. You know, I, I think you got to bulk up. And he's going to have to implement his wrestling. Perhaps he could try to outpoint Francis, but there is no doubt Francis has got him beat on power. I mean, my God, he is scary when he lands those shots. And what's scary about everybody else fighting Francis is Francis, his wrestling has improved. Stipe shot that double leg, and when Francis sprawled, spun around and got him in the turtle position and started landing blows, I thought the fight was over there. So props to Stipe for getting out of the first round. That shows how tough he is. But uh, the more Francis can grapple, the scarier it is because that was the big knock on him, you know, three or four years ago when Stipe dominated him in that five-round fight was he can't grapple, just get him on the ground. You know, weather the storm, get out of the first round. Well, he's patient. I mean, they were talking about on Rogan saying that patient, uh, patient Francis is the scariest guy on the planet. He was – Waiting exactly. to take his shots. Yeah. So, so did it's you terrifying. Get, did you get, did you leave with a, so I left with almost the same feeling I did with Jan and Izzy, that one human being, both great fighters, but one human being was just physically dominating than the other one. Right. And as great as Stipe is, I, it's a different kind of beast with Naganu. Yeah. And I just felt like, it was just a different – I mean, a great 175 fighter, a 175-pound mm -hmm. fi street fighter fighting a 220-pound street fighter is probably going to lose. Yeah. And when yeah, you get man, in there, you have size matters. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, that, that's why they have weight divisions in the UFC. That's why they a lot of them are only separated by 10 pounds. Even a 10-pound difference is huge, you know, in UFC because – you know, these guys are all trained. They all train jujitsu. They all train wrestling and stuff. Uh, it's not like back in the old days when, you know, when a 170-pound, uh, you know, Gracie could, could take out a 300-pound guy that was untrained in jujitsu. Everybody's training. So uh, size matters, man. It really does. And so when somebody's got 10 or 20 pounds on you, it's going to be a big difference, you know. One more comment. I want to blame you for this obsession I'm actually now so, have. Uh, that, that, that's for sure. UFC. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I went from <laughs> – I'm going to host a show for my friend to reading at night about it. So, thanks, bud. One more sport in my life. That's all I needed. That's good. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. one more news <laughs> article you want to get through. So, let's bring me uh, bring us up to date on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jerry Prochaka, uh, he had a spectacular knockout of Dominic Reyes. Uh, 
he could possibly be a new light heavyweight contender. His name is brutal to pronounce, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Jerry, he had Jerry the King. Yeah, there you go. We're just going to call him Jerry the King. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spe spectacular elbow knockout of Dominic Reyes uh, last Saturday. And man, he might be your next light heavyweight challenger against Jan Blovich. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, Glover, a lot of people thought Glover Teixeira would be the next guy in line. But, you know, you see a knockout like that and it gets the fans interested and no knock on Glover. You know, he, he's a little bit older. He's had his title shot. Uh, I think Jan would be uh, heavily favored in that fight against him. Whereas with Jerry, that kind of adds some intrigue and uh, with, you know, with his power as well. And that elbow knockout was vicious. It was almost tough to watch. I mean, God. And that, that shows you how much momentum plays too. I mean, you know, Dominic Reyes a year and a half ago, a lot of people argued that he won that fight against John Jones, that he got, he should have got that decision. I, I think and, it was a three, two. Was it not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and now, you know, he, he's dropped, uh, I believe three in a row now, uh, so momentum's a killer, man. He went from like one round from being the champion, which a lot of people think he won anyway, to really being on a skid right now. So, All right. If you're Dana White, let's talk a lot heavyweight for just a second. Do you not go ahead? And I think Jan would be a marked favorite over uh, Teixeira. Yeah. But do you not give Glover the shot? And, and it's a money fight. Yeah. That, that's, sure. that's a popular UFC almost almost – I mean, Teixeira has been around since the the lot heavyweight days of it being the glory division of the last run of the Liddells and yeah. and, and the Randy Cortors and the Dude, you know the I like Forrest that you that up. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Go ahead, sorry. And, um, that you know, give him that shot. I mean, he's that age. I don't know if another year on the shelf or or six months or nine months do him does Glover any good. So yeah, get that fight out of the way. And then I think that is the next money fight. And if you're Dana White, you not, you know, you get two for one there and you know, you can get that in a late fall fight and then come back early spring. Yeah. And I think Jan needs to fight for, I think Jan is either a guy that's going to step up to become a bigger star. Uh, I really think his star in the general public took off a little bit. Um, uh, but he needs some wins, like you said. Yeah. And, and maybe there's a big money fight out there down the road with, uh, with, and I will not even attempt his name. With, uh, <laughs> we'll just call him Jerry the King. I like Jerry that. the King. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I, I really, I, I want to see Glover gets that fight. I, I really do. So. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I and I appreciate what you just said about the light heavyweight division being the the glory days in the past because that is a great point. When it was Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture and uh, and Rashad Evans and Rampage Jackson, man, that was just a row of killers, dude. And it was awesome to watch. And then it just goes to show you the dominance of John Jones when he won the title in 2011. Cleared, cleared the know. whole division out. Yeah, yeah, he cleared it out. Except, you know, Daniel Cormier did win it. Uh, he, did not, he didn't beat John, but, you know, he, he did win it at one point. Uh, but other than that, John just really dominated uh, for so long. So that does speak to the glory days of the light heavyweight division. And, and Cormier is the one guy that could challenge John Jones yeah. at light heavyweight. So let's yeah. let's not – I mean, 
you and and, and and the guy that was kind of caught in that that always seemed like the next guy up that never got there was Glover Teixeira. Yeah, and, and I I'm not sure, and I'll look back at one of the UFCs. I think he fought on the first UFC I ever watched. Yeah, and I think that was Liddell Couture one uh, two. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean that's how long this guy's Glover. been around. Yeah, and he did get his shot against John Jones. Glover did uh, went the decision, I believe. Uh, but yeah, you know Glover getting in there—he's a veteran. He deserves it, so that's cool. Let's hear one for the old guys one time. A lot of this great feels <laughs> that right. way. Do it, do it for the old fellas. Yeah. All right. Well, you so want to get, get into in. co-main a little bit here? Yeah, let's get in and let me uh, build this. As you knew, I've I've been a Tony Ferguson fan, and I am completely. Um, thrown by his behavior over the last year, year and a half. And, um, you know, and I, I, on the other side, we've talked about uh, Dara Roosh is, is friends with our, 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 our co-host on 3R Sports. They grew up together and, and Rod's meta. Um, and I watched the – and I sent you the, uh, I believe, the uh, press conference today. And Ferguson's behavior and demeanor is just – as unprofessional as I've seen. Yeah, it's a little, is, little different. Yeah. <laughs> is Ferguson, is he, I mean, they spent some claims that he's legit crazy. Is he legit crazy? How's I think he, he today? I think he does have some mental health issues for sure. You know, and I'm, uh, I can't speculate too much, but yeah, I do. I do think so. I also think some of the, some of the trash talking and stuff he does is uh, a little unwarranted. And then, also, if I follow him on Instagram, and every day he's trash talking Habib, and and I'm like, "Yo, man, Habib's retired. That that fight has sailed." And Habib yeah. finally got tired of it and reached out and said, "You've got, you know, and Darius, you've got a legit opponent in front of you. You need to focus yeah. on him." So, uh, yeah, uh, for sure, man. He's <laughs> he's an enigma. He's different. He's got a different personality. Everything about him's different. His personality, his striking. Uh, the way he fights, everything. He, he's he, he's like a train wreck. You can't take your eyes off when he fights. Yeah. And I think that's what attracted me to him. But let's step away just for a second. Let's talk about Darius, Currently ranked eight. Uh, a guy that's kind of, I mean, what do you know about him? Because I think general public, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's waiting to break out. And the win over Tony Ferguson could break him out. I do know he's he's got amazing jiu-jitsu skills. He's medaled in a uh, world championship uh, jiu-jitsu. You know, he's, he's gotten medals in it. He, I believe he's won a world championship in no-gi no jiu-jitsu. Uh, Tony Ferguson's got some awesome jiu-jitsu as well. He's a black belt under Eddie Bravo in the 10th Planet system. He likes Darce chokes so much he named his dog Darce. But getting back to Darius, um, he's also a black belt in Muay Thai. He's 20 and four. Uh, he's got five KOs, eight submissions. Um, he's got six wins in a row. You know, I mean, he's, he's poised to break out and, and a win over Tony Ferguson will, you know, skyrocket you. And I wouldn't mind seeing a good old fashioned jujitsu match, man. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people love watching Tony striking because he can, he can really put a, a beating on opponents and bloodies them up. There's a, there's an old meme that showed like his past six fights before the, the Gacy fight. And and these guys were just beaten and bloodied um, the way he slings elbows and everything. So a lot of people would like to see the striking. 
I wouldn't mind seeing them go to the ground, man, and see uh, see who comes out. You know, I think it'd be pretty awesome. But uh, Darius has handled himself very well uh, throughout this whole thing. He's been very polite, good demeanor, smiled. Uh, all the trash Tony talked, he just said, all right, man, I'm looking to see it. You know, uh, let's see what you got. You know, well, so he's handled himself well. And this could be just pre-fight, just building the fight. Who knows? But uh, he, he's handled himself very well. Uh, and there's a point in, in Darush's career in 18 where he loses two fights and draws a fight. Uh, he loses to Bobosa. He draws a fight with Ev, Evan Duham. And if you watch the fight he lost to Alexander Hernandez, he dominated that fight and catches a flying knee. Uh, that's a point in a guy's career where he could say, "Ah, eh, I had a nice run, but I'm not, I'm not elite." But since that point, he's six and zero. Yeah. What does that little bump in his career, followed by six wins, say about him as a fighter? I, I think it speaks volumes about him. I mean, how many people do you see come to a crossroads like that and they they pack it up? And this guy turns his career around rattles off six in a row and now he is co-main eventing a huge pay-per-view so that's awesome <clears throat> i want to uh i want to see a jiu-jitsu match man <laughs> that's because i'm biased but uh, i think it'd be really right. awesome if these guys go to the ground uh, but right. so, a little background on oh go ahead go ahead go go ahead i was going to ask you to get the background yeah so a uh, little background on tony ferguson was most 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 of your folks will know Tony pretty well, but just in case you don't, he's a 25 and five, 12 wins by KO, eight by submission, the ultimate fighter winner, team Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's 10th planet uh, jujitsu, uh, 10th uh, under Eddie Bravo black belt. I believe I just mentioned that. Very unorthodox, throws these crazy elbows. If you watch his training videos, he's like kicking metal poles and just doing stuff that looks like it's not human at all. His cardio is off the charts. I mean, I don't know how to quantify that. It's just he can go five rounds, no problem. He can take an absolute beating. Uh, I know you can't quantify that either, but watch the Justin Gaethje fight. Uh, my God, a, a human shouldn't take that many shots. And he was stood it until the fifth round when the ref was just like, all right, I've seen enough. Um, he's He loves the Darsh joke, like I said. He's got some spectacular – uh, submission victories. I know he's got two Darce choke uh, victories that were two in a row. He is on a two-fight losing streak, however. He lost to Charles Oliveira, the gentleman who's in our main event, and he also lost to Gaethje, which I just mentioned. And both in pretty lopsided fashion. So Again, it, Going it, back to my point about momentum and... Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, he seemed to take objection to uh it seems that Darius helped Gagey train for the fight against Ferguson and that became a big point to his press conference today. I you know I've always thought it was normal if somebody asked you to come into their camp and train for a fight like that. Isn't it pretty normal that you would re reciprocate that uh Andrew? I mean it's not unusual. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And I don't know who he may be just digging for, you know, fight trash talk just to build the fight up who knows maybe he really is upset i don't know but uh it's crazy how momentum is man we're looking at a year and a month ago he was going to headline uh the title fight against habib 
that was that was our uh, that was our white buffalo. The thing we, we'll never get because they tried to schedule that fight. I don't know how many times, and once Corona canceled it, I'm like, we're never going to get this fight. But he went never from did. Uh, yeah, and it never materialized. To be, of course, rides off in the sunset undefeated, and Tony's on a two fight losing streak. So I think that ship has sailed for ever uh, getting that uh, fight scheduled. But he goes from that to uh, you know losing those two in a row. I believe he had a twelve win. Uh, 12 fight win streak before the Gaethje loss, and that that was right. a pretty big upset. So mo- momentum's right. a real thing, man. It's crazy. And Terry Ferguson, don't get me wrong, I still love him as a fighter. You know, I just on this side, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm in the other camp this time. Again, uh, Ferguson, the owner of iLogic Media, which is one of our parent companies, uh, Ferguson worked for him as a bartender for years. So yeah, it's strange it's we've got a co-main event that's got yeah really small world so can i hit you with my rapid fire (laughs) questions and get some responses from you sure yeah Yeah. let's go so uh darush has fought in some chaos in his career And, and and tony ferguson at his finest is chaos is darush's ability to win this fight is his greatest ability is that he stays calm in that chaos and he's been able to come back when he's been looked horrible at times in fights. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, man. Cause uh, you're going to have to weather the storm with, with Tony. He throws some very unorthodox elbow shots. He does these Eminari rolls when you think you're getting a takedown on him. He does, he does crazy stuff and uh, he can get you rattled. So being able to withstand that storm is huge and that gives him a, you know, a huge card in this fight. So uh, he brought Freddie Roach into his camp, um, Ben Ferguson. I, you know, when I heard that, I actually, I, I thought that's a bad move. I mean, if, if Ferguson goes out and tries to throw the old one, two, I, I don't think it's placed his strengths, the crazy elbows and stuff. So if he's talking about improving his boxing, does it actually help him inside the cage? Or is it maybe a white buffalo that it doesn't help him to sit there and throw one two one two all night? I'm I'm interested to see it, man, because uh, he definitely outboxed him when when they had their fight uh, for sure. He was lighting him up on the feet. Uh, he also trained with George St. Pierre while he was with Freddie Roach. Uh, saw some pictures of those two together, so maybe he was getting some advice because uh, George was an amazing boxer as well. You know, everybody yeah. talked about his wrestling, but his his boxing, his jab was was amazing. So, uh, remains to be seen, man. I hate to give you an open ended answer, but uh, I, we'll we'll see uh, how it works out. But Fred Roach is an amazing boxing coach. If people don't know that's uh, Manny Pacquiao's boxing coach, yeah. uh, GSP right, boxing coach for MMA. I mean, two I, of, two I'm of the best little, right there. I'm a little older. I remember Freddie Roach as the fighter training fighters back in the day. So. Okay, one more, uh, couple yeah. more questions. Yeah. So this one, this one bothers me. Sure. If you are Tony Ferguson's camp, and your guy is two and oh, oh and two, do you not put him in a five round fight? Because I think, in my prediction later in this, if this was a five round fight, I think it's reversed. As you said, he's a cardio machine. If 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 the other co-main can be a five-round fight, 
why why are they signing up the greatest cardio guy in the lightweight division for three round fights? Uh, you know, it's it's probably just timing and placement of the cards, man. Not everybody can co-main and and, and main event. Uh, you know, every card and uh, you know that that that's probably it. You know, because. It's probably just timing where he ended up on the card and everything like that. Because uh, we talked about it earlier. Originally, the co-main was going to be Nate Diaz right. and Leon Edwards, and that was going to be a five rounder. And this was going to be like the uh, you know third fight in line. So uh, you know, and you couldn't foresee the Nate Diaz uh, postponement, uh, Nate Diaz Leon Edwards fight. So maybe a little bit of bad luck. Maybe just the way the the cards fell. But you know. You got you to take what fights they give you, and sometimes they, they can't all be five-rounders. So last question for me. If Tony Ferguson loses this fight, is this the last time we see him in a UFC ring? I don't think so, man, because if you look, if you watch the weigh-ins, he got a massive pop when he came out. He's got a cult following. People, people really enjoy watching him fight. And not to mention, he was on a 12-fight win streak. Uh, he's he's different. He's unorthodox. He's he's just got a huge cult following. And I, I like watching him fight, despite all his antics and everything. So I think even if he loses, uh, he'll still be there. Uh, but but um, I think his title title days are over if he loses. His title contention days. I mean, that division is so stacked. And you go 0-3 in your last few fights. I don't think he's getting axed from the UFC, but I think his contention days are over. And 37 years old. Yeah, yeah, and you're, you're getting a little bit older, a little mileage on you. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add on the co-main? No, I think that was pretty good, man. You want to move on to the main event? Absolutely. Let's move on. And 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 let's, let's start by – I think there's some people out there wondering who Chandler is and – you, we kind of covered when he fought Dan Hooker who this guy is and where he yeah. comes from. Why don't you open it up by let's 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 just talk about Chandler and Oliveira's path to this 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 yeah. championship, Too not the interim, uh, not the interim championship, the light heavyweight championship. Yeah, this is it, man. This is the real deal. So yep. Michael Chandler against Charles Oliveira. I'm really looking forward to this fight. Uh, the path to get here for Michael Chandler is probably somewhat controversial. I don't think so myself because I've been following him since he was in Bellator. He is a three-time Bellator champ. We were talking about Thug Rose coming back and winning the title after losing it. Well, he's come back and he's, he is a three-time champ. So that's impressive that he's been able to bounce back. He had a spectacular first-round <laughs> knockout of Dan Hooker back in January on the McGregor-Poirier card. Uh, Chandler has been around for quite a while. People that are hardcore in UFC who haven't watched MMA for a while may not know him because they didn't really watch Bellator, but he was in Bellator since 2010. Uh, he's 22-5. and five. Like I said, he was a three-time Bellator champ. Um, he, he medaled in the Big 12 championships back when University of Missouri was in the Big 12. Uh, he wrestled for them. Uh, he's got spectacular wrestling. He's he's out wrestled many opponents to get decision wins, but he's got a lot of power in his punches, as evidenced by the Hooker knockout again. Um, so he's got great knockout power. He's been around for a while. People think he just 
showed up in the MMA, won a fight, and got a title shot, and that's not true. Now, he did show up in the UFC and has only got one fight under his belt. But I will say, I think the reason he got he was able to get into this title fight is the fact that Dustin Poirier turned down the title fight to take the Conor McGregor uh, trilogy, which that was a uh, that was a money fight, and that was his choice, and you can't blame him. He was going for the big payday instead of the title shot. So that left a vacated spot open. He hopped in there. Oliveira deserves it. That man's, you know, on quite a winning streak, eight wins in a row. He uh, he owns the UFC record for wins by submissions. Uh, 19 of his professional wins are by sub and 14 uh, in UFC. So he owns the record. So Oliveira being here, there's no question about that. He just dominated Tony Ferguson his last fight. Uh, he choked out Kevin Lee. He choked out Kevin Lee so bad. Kevin Lee passed out in the guillotine and then woke up and tried to tackle the ref. Yeah. <laughs> so he is an amazing jiu-jitsu practitioner. But like you said, two different paths to get here. But I don't have a problem with Chandler being there, to be honest, because he's a veteran. He's been around. He just hasn't been in the UFC you know, longer uh, than any of these guys because he's only got one UFC fight under his belt. But he's been in Bellator since 2010. So he's been around. So when I today I got the question, and uh, it's on my group chat with the three R Sports guys, and they were like, "If you pull the resume, and, and this guy didn't know anything about Chandler, but you know he's a fight guy, but he's a UFC guy." He pulled. He said, "If you pull the resume, Oliveira is um, just got a, a resume greater than Chandler." But the statement I made back to him is, "This is the goat of Bellator." in that lightweight division. So that resume really is more about Bellator than the UFC. Right. And, and in the lightweight division in Bellator, the dude was the guy for yeah, a long time. Legit. Had a great rivalry with Eddie Alvarez. Uh, also had some fights with Vincent Henderson. I mean, you know, if you go back and watch some of his old Bellator fights, they were amazing. There's a documentary called The Hurt Business, which is excellent. Uh, that's really where I started becoming a big Michael Chandler fan. It's a documentary that follows MMA fighters around. I just I just watched that last last week, matter of fact. It's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Dude's legit, man. He trains at Sanford uh, MMA Academy with uh, Kamara Usman, Gilbert Burns. There's a great video of him uh, really doing some flow wrestling with Kamara Usman and just looking at the skill level of grappling of both those gentlemen. It's fantastic. Um, he trained with both of those guys leading up to their fight a few months ago. Uh, so he trains with killers. Um, anybody that thinks Chandler's not legit is, is crazy. You know, maybe you can argue if he deserves his title shot or not, but the, but the man's legit. I know he's only got one UFC fight, but I love watching him fight. He's, he's a little bit small, shorter for uh, lightweight, but as evidence in the Dan Hooker fight, it didn't matter. <laughs> he didn't have reach or the height, but it, man, God, it, was, it was spectacular. So what do you say to the people that say that this should have been Justin Gagey's fight over Michael Chandler? Is, is, is there some point to that? Or the people who say, well, they're just having this fight to set the winner up for Poirier and McGregor to come in and win the title. I, I don't see it this way. I really... I thought Oliveira was the clear 
guy that deserved this shot after Poirier said no. Uh, obviously, I thought it would be Poirier. Or, but, um, I mean, Justin Gagey, Michael Chandler. Was that a coin toss? Was Dana White sitting in his office going, you get I it. Think, uh, I think the big thing even goes back to momentum. I know I'm preaching about that tonight. And, and Gagey's the man. If he would have gotten it, I don't think too many people would fuss. But Gagey is coming off a loss against Habib. Where he was, <laughs> just you know, had a title lost, shot, yes. Lost pretty soundly. He just got a title <laughs> shot. Lost in the second round. Uh, Chandler is coming off an amazing first-round knockout. He's new blood uh, as far as UFC. That's uh, got the fans excited, uh, especially people who followed him from Bellator. So his stock was going up a little bit. Gaethje's went down just a bit. But, hey, he lost to Habib. There's no shame in that. Everybody loses to Habib. So I don't have a problem with this fight. I really don't, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see it happen. So uh, it- I think that's the big thing. Gaethje got his shot, and he may be waiting around the wings to get another one. Is it fair to say whoever wins the McGregor Poirier fight is going to get a shot? Justin Gagey is going to get a shot. This might round robin for a couple of years till we come yeah. out with a clear, dominant light heavy light weight champion. Yeah, it might round, might pass the title back a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, uh, you made a good point saying round robin. Who knows, man? Th- this division is so stacked. But I think your your winner Poirier McGregor is probably going to. Uh, face the winner of this fight. I think that's fair. Uh, I think either one of those guys, because Poirier's been so dominant the past few years other than losing the Habib fight. McGregor, anytime he's in there, it's a money fight, and that'd be big. McGregor and Chandler, somebody's going to get knocked out. That's going to be an amazing fight if that would happen. So, yeah, that's fair to say. If uh, if McGregor knocks him out, could we see a fourth somewhere down the road? Oh, what's that, a fourth, uh, fourth Poirier McGregor. fight? Yeah. I don't know, man. Who knows? <laughs> All right. You ready for the round, Robbins? Yeah, man. Is this fight coming down to, if it ends early, Chandler wins. If Oliveira survives round one and two, he wins the championship. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chandler is looking to go in there and, you know, take him out pretty early. But – with Chandler's wrestling, he can out-wrestle opponents and, and you know, win a decision. However, does he want to do that with Oliveira? Oliveira is so dangerous on the ground. Being a third-degree black belt in jiu-jitsu, all those submission wins. I agree. The longer the fight goes on, I think it does favor Oliveira. I do think Chandler's going to come in guns blazing uh, first and second round, try to end it there. So that, that's a fair point. And, and that third-degree black belt, that's 20-plus years. Yeah, that is a long time, man. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's different in their journey, but whew, third degree, golly, that that is on up there. A journey, it's my usually, friend. Here usually, is on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's usually five years for every degree at black belt. So yeah, man, that's a long path, a lot of, hey, hey. a lot of map time. So we always, and you know, one of my favorite things to talk about. Is the cage Michael Chandler's friend in this fight? Possibly, yeah, especially with wrestling. You know, maybe he's trying to implement that, work his wrestling, push him up against the cage, pressure, things like that. I I don't know if he wants to go to the ground with Oliveira, you know, and get in his guard. 
So uh, tough to say on that one. I, I can see him trying to implement his wrestling, but I just don't know if he wants to go to the ground and try to play jujitsu with that guy. So this is probably uh, one of the most open-end questions I've answered, ask you on five episodes of this. Is this fight only one of two ways? Either it's spectacular or boring. And it, 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 yeah. and, and no in-between. I think that's a fair point. I think we see a fireworks uh, knockout from Chandler or we see a fantastic submission from Oliveira or as the thing goes five rounds and it, it might be slow. So that is a fair point. And in and, and 25 minutes, if they get on the ground, 17 minutes of it rolling is possible. 16, 17 minutes in my head is mm-hmm. could end up on the ground even more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more question I didn't even have down there, but it's kind of hit me, uh, during the day, does does Dan Chandler have something to prove in this fight? Does Chandler have something to prove? Yes. Yeah, I think so, man. I think he wants to shut the critics up because he's tired of everybody thinking he doesn't belong or he's getting a shot after only one win in UFC. So I do think he's wanting to shut the critics up despite you know being a three-time champ already in Bellator and having all the accomplishments he has had. You know, he's – He's kind of the new guy on the block. He's like the new kid at school and everybody else is, you know, kind of giving him that look and he gets the title shot, you know, after winning in January. So he's got some haters. That's for sure, man. He's got some haters out there. I'm not one of them, but I think a lot of the fighters in their camps probably are that feel like he leapfrogged them. But Chandler's amazing. I'm not going to hate on him at all. I love watching him fight. So, uh, you know, one day I would like, Tonight, we've got a time constraint, but one day I think I would just like to get on here and say, we don't have a back-end time constraint tonight. And I swear, I think we could go three hours and and just talking about UFC. But unfortunately, we're down to the last 15 minutes of the show. So you know what that means? We're going to have to get into uh, some prediction, but let me go ahead and let you have your last word on Chandler Oliveira and and uh, we'll get the prediction a little later on, but yeah. last points of the fight for for you. I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't think it'll be boring. I really don't, but uh, who knows? But uh, it's going to be good. Oliveira definitely deserves to be there. I think Chandler deserves to be there. If Chandler would have leapfrogged Poirier or something crazy like that, then I would have been you know, upset. But I'm glad he's there. It's going to be a great fight. I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, and when do we get the McGregor-Poirier fight? Is that in July? July, yes, sir. International Fight Week. It's usually July 4th week or the week after. Uh, I think it's July 10th or something. I'll have to look on my calendar. But it, it's in the ju- first part of July. So that's going to be the end of that trilogy. I'm still saying they could be a fourth if you let one of them win the title. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows me? All right, all right man. So uh, we want to add a couple of fights to the predictions. You ready to go? Yeah, man. Let's go. Uh, so we talked about adding uh, Shane Boris and Edwin Bar- Barbosa to our prediction because Randall is going to be betting and gambling on this fight. Uh, I, My MMA guru guy, shout out, that I've talked about, 
he really built the case that Barboza at a plus 120 was a great value and that this is a kind of spot that at plus 120 you could take an underdog and maybe make a little extra cash so how do you see that fight breaking down Oh, yeah, man. I love watching Barbosa fight. He's a veteran. The fact that he could hang in there when in the Habib fight, he just took an absolute beating. He was still throwing spin kicks in the last round. He is a tough, tough customer, dude. He's got one of the best spin kick knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, dude, if he's a slight underdog, I'd, I'd go with Barbosa. Why not? We'll see what happens there. But uh, sure, I'll, I'll go Barbosa on decision. Yeah, you can get a uh, bet ten to win twelve position on Barbase. I don't know, on him now, so yeah, uh, I like that too. All right, so uh, we both agreed on the next fight, so I'll let you just kind of handicap it. We're talking about the ladies' fight, and why don't you, uh, Caitlin, and, and and I won't even try her last name, and Vivian. Uh, what'd you cap? Yeah, handicap that a little Vivian Ariejo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Chukagan by decision. She's a decision machine. She's she's 15 and four, and her, out of her 15 wins, two have been KO, one's a sub, and the, the 13 others are decisions. She She's a grinder. She likes to grind her way out. Um, I'll, I'll go with Chukagan on this one in uh, a decision. I don't know if it's going to be the most exciting fight in the world, but uh, I would probably go with her to get the decision victory. So to proof that you are correct – under two and a half has got the biggest number I've ever seen in a UFC fight. If somebody can end this fight and under two and a half rounds, you would pick up a nice plus 300, bet 10 to win $30. That's and awesome. this thing, this thing's <laughs> made to go the distance. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it'll go the distance. That's what you're predicting too. Yeah, Turkagan yeah. in, 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 in a in a in a if you know if your pizza didn't deliver and you got to run out and grab it yourself, you, this is probably the time you want to you want to <laughs> schedule it. Not yeah. being cruel, but yeah. All okay. right. Well, I, I think lightning flies thereafter. So yeah, man. Uh, we got Darius Ferguson. I'm going to go uh, Darius. I think he uh, edges out a decision. I think he gets him uh, two rounds to one. I think it's going to be a war. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, I think he's up and coming, and Tony's kind of slipping a little bit. Anything can happen, though. Tony's dangerous. He could always get the sub or get get some crazy elbow knockout. He throws those spinning elbows. But I'm, I'm going to go uh, Darius, man. I, I think he, he wins, and he propels himself up to be a legit contender. Well, I, I too, um, and I, you know, and, and getting to know uh, Darius through Rod, you find out what a great guy he is, and and this fight opened as a slight favorite to Darius, and and as it goes, and as it goes, he's became more and more of the. I think we may have lost Andrew there. Let's see if we can get him back on here. No, I'm here. There you go. We lost you for a minute. Your screen you, went you back. You had the ugliest. Yeah. yeah. You went, well, it's my <laughs> internet. We're getting we're getting gig here next month. So EPB coming to my home. Uh, yeah. But 
I really like Darius. Uh, and over this week, I've saw the odds spread. Now, if you're a gambler, Tony Ferguson at plus 135, I'm not sure I don't throw a little bit there. But yeah. um, I think Darius gets him. But I think it goes the distance. I don't think he ends him. I think Cardiac Machine wins the third round. I think Darius comes out, wins one and two. And uh, either by unanimous or majority decision, gets the win over Tony Ferguson. Nice. All right, man. Uh, main event time. Michael Chandler and Oliveira. So would you like I, to know how many times I've flipped on this one? Dude, that's exactly what I was about to say. I've gone back and forth so much. But because uh, – and and to be honest, whatever happens, you know, I'm unbiased on the night. Sometimes I'm biased, but I'm honestly I'm happy either way because I love jujitsu so much that if if Oliveira wins, then that's awesome. But I also love Chandler from the Bellator days, and uh, I just think he's awesome. I'm gonna go Chandler second round knockout. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint even a a grimmer preacher, and I really believe that if it doesn't happen in round one that Oliveira wins the fight. But I'm going to go one round. I'm going to go with Chandler first round knockout. I think in the second round, I think Chandler Oliveira probably splits. If we get to the second round, that first minute of the second round is going to be super dangerous. If he survives the first round, if we get into the third round, I look for Oliveira to really press this. But my pick is, is Chandler with a first round knockout? Yeah, so sounds good, dude. A lot of a lot of people have been going on Chandler, even even fighters. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. I I I really think if, if Oliveira can su- survive, dude, he wins the fight. But it's surviving is the problem. Now, yes, sir. That 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 little four way parlay. If you want to play it, and if you don't agree with the, the Chandler, then play Oliveira. But go ahead and play Barbeso, uh, Chican, uh, and then you play Darius, and then play either one of the other side. You can get up to a plus twelve hundred. Play ten dollars to win one hundred twenty dollars. Can't beat that. So that's cool. my that's that's my bet of the night. So right, anyway, man. Gig City needs to come by next month, brother. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. What's two sixty three? Uh, main event. Oh my God, that's going to be a good one. You got Israel Adesanya against Marvin Vittori for your middleweight strap. Your co-main event is uh, uh, it's Moreno against Figueredo, which that's the rematch of that draw. That's going to be fantastic. And because yeah. it got postponed from this card, you got Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards in a five-round fight, even though it is the uh, it's below the co-main event because they had already signed on to do a five round and that's the way they've been conditioning for in their camps. They're going to keep it as a five round. So those three fights alone, man, that's spectacular. It's going to be we a go back, card. We go back to eight o'clock before the next one. Uh, I have a feeling that, that the next one may be one that I buy because I really want to see that fight. So yeah, man, that's going to be good. All three of them. Maybe we'll be great. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll have some live updates. Any final words tonight before we get off here, brother? I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a good card. I'm disappointed. 
that the Nate Diaz Leon Edwards isn't going to be on it, but at the same time we get it for the next card. So at least the fight wasn't totally scrapped. So that just makes the next card that much better. And uh, it's going to be a great night. So one click plug as we've been, you know, we have now got them. Here they go, folks. They're in supply sizes, three XL large down to small. Uh, we're doing a, a original stocking for $25 a shirt hats for 20 and if you buy a hat and shirt combo $40 out the door also just hitting our little store river city mouse pads so andrew uh it, it really has river city's kind of took a life of its own but the first show we ever did the first show to ever be produced under the river city name you and I done on an iPhone six in a hallway six weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. eight weeks ago, and we've went from that to fourteen thousand people hitting our website in sixty days. So, I mean, I'm thrilled with it, and I cannot go do any show right now until I think our followers, think our viewers. There's big news coming. This show's going to be here forever as part of this network. So, thank you for, thank you, Andrew, because. We had to sit that first night. We didn't even know how to get on the air. We had to sit like side by side like this and get in the frame. Yeah. And, and, and the first person to like River City Media, our boy Cheesecake. Cheesecake. MVP. Yep. All right, brother. <laughs> we, go give yeah, those man. babies a hug, man. All right, man. Well, good night. Right. This was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. All right, man. Be All good. Right. All right. Stay with me after I end here for a second. Okay.